Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome and good morning to the SA Betfair Edge. Queensland Winter Carnival's nearly over, but you can find better odds on Betfair. And also, which Aussie will be crowned king? Uh, we found out with Nature Strip absolutely pulling their pants down and giving them a spanking at uh, Ascot. You can back or lay them on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Miles Fitzner with you as I'm joined by, again, we missed her, the sweetheart of the South Australian turf, the multiple group one winner. Uh, Melbourne Cup week is a week to shine to also Derby week because you were the Dar- you were the, the lady of the Derby, shall we say. Your name is Claire Lindoff. How are you, Claire? Bear? Good morning, Miles. Really well, thank you. You guys didn't miss me at all last week. You came up with some good winners. I did listen to the show myself, although I couldn't be uh, part of it. Uh, and also listened to a great show on Sunday, um, the Betfair. Oh, no, what was it? Betfair Sunday, Sunday Betfair Edge, yeah. yeah. With the Royal Ascot. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah and we- I was like, listening in and I'm like, Got the early tips as well. Oh, gee. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Hey, um, you, sorry. Who's the correspondent again that does that? Rory Flanagan yeah, for Betfair. He's yep. super. You can find it all too. If you miss any of the shows, uh, go to the SEN app, hit subscribe on the Betfair edges. Hey, last week, we'll run through it half quickly, but it wasn't too bad from a tipping perspective. Legless Lady Race 2 was $1.70, Claire. And then, stand out, though. Yep. Gold yep. Bucket, we got Race 3. Um, Jason Holder for Natalie um, Young and Trent Busseton. The Outlaws Revenge, though, was the big oh, one, wasn't it? I'm going to play this because it was uh, we aligned, um, Lockie and I, and 650 was a great price. As they race up to the home turn, we're roll on drunk, scooting along at a decent rate. A couple of lengths clear on Outlaws Revenge. Turbo's in a bumping duel with Scouts Honor. He got by. Then Street Life, Extra Time, Hypercane and Canyon Wonder. Roll on drunk is running a big race at a price here. Still clear. Outlaws Revenge now starting to grit the teeth and put the ears back. Outlaws Revenge wearing down roll on drunk. Then Turbo Street Life. But Outlaws Revenge too classy. He's a good horse and the price was wrong. It was wrong. Uh, yeah, nice to see him back to his top form. The next race, of course, my old mate Capricorn Ridge <sighs> gets up in the uh, distance race. And this one was a standout for me. Oh, um, yeah, I wish you'd... No, no yeah. Name Lane, Will Clark and Ben Price. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, they had it over in Melbourne nominated and uh, they went and stayed here. I thought, uh, yeah, they really wanted to win. Jarmin again, can't, I can't catch it. Cannot catch Jarmin. Cash and checks went well. It was great to have Ashton Downing on the show last week. But uh, fighting McLaren then made it a really nice day in race number eight. This horse is underrated, isn't he? I think he's, well, yep. he's, did they, money did come from it late, but I did think it was. Some um, was mine. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Uh, I just want to, Kesari is another horse, just consistently. I know it keeps being a bridesmaid, but one you have to really include. And um, again, a big odds for a place. Yeah, and then unlaced Michael Hickmon in the last. Um, yeah, away well, it went. See, Jarmin's cost me the quaddy again. Like. <laughs> Good ride from Angus Chung for this one. But, yeah, Unlace was probably a little bit stiff uh, its last start at Murray Bridge, so the sort of people watching those replays would have been on it, and it did come out of a good race. Big show coming up, Claire. John O'Connor to join us to run through his runners. We'll chat about Angus Chung, who you just mentioned there on Unlace. Lockie Mosley to join us to run through the card, and then we'll have our best values and lays of the day. But Murray Bridge, rain affected. The last time we went to Murray Bridge, Claire Bear. Um, I, I described it as laney. Uh, you, you could only win from lane four. Next race, it was four and a half. Next race, it was five. Next mm-hmm. race, it was five and a half. Next race, it was six. All the winners ended up coming from the one um, sort of strip, and that strip just gradually widened. 
Do you expect it to be similar-ish here or maybe be back to being a bit more fair, I suppose? Last time I raced at the Murray Bridge track, the rail was out 11 metres and to, today it's back to true position. So, um, look, from all reports, the inside's going to be okay, but I think it's going to be one of the races where you might just tread a bit careful for the first couple and see how it goes because traditionally they get out wide. Yeah, so then if it goes back to true from 11 metres, being a jockey... Do you then thinking that the rail will be fresh ground early, but if that's off, you've got to find those lanes between where the rail was last time. So that 11 metre mark just back inside it, which would be what, yep. you know, close enough to probably lane four or five, isn't it, off the rail? Would it be about that? Yeah, you're right. I think also when you were talking about the rail being true, obviously the camber still, the drain comes into the fence. So although uh, it might be fresh ground in there, it might be soft as well. So you kind of really have to probably walk it. Um, and obviously, you know, I haven't walked it this Saturday morning, but um, yeah, you walk it and you try and work it out. So I think for the first couple of races when it's small fields, you probably will get them stay inside, but getting to those bigger fields um, and getting towards Munster's race, um, uh, you want to be getting out a little bit. Yeah, well, hopefully. Um, hopefully it just plays uh, pretty fair. John O'Connor to join us on the other side of this. This is the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner and, well, the superstar, one of the biggest names in racing, let alone South Australian racing. It just wears many hats, and uh, but the one hat that she wore and wore well was superstar jockey. Clearly not. We'll be back right after this. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. All thanks to Betfair, which Aussie will be crowned king of Ascot. Well, we already half know that, don't we, Claire Bear? <laughs> no, the strip's already started, but you can back them on Betfair. You get the best odds there. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Claire, that time of the show where we go to our interview and always like uh, getting a chat for the trainers around the place, and one of the good ones we've got him on today. His name's John O'Connor, and he joins us. Hello, John. Morning, Miles. Morning, Claire. How are you? Good. Mate, uh, well, a fair bit to talk about, I think, with you. Uh, horses have been thereabouts for a while, too. You look back through uh, a lot of previous uh, previous runs. You've had horses running reasonably well, left-hand man, run and tell, Seagal. Um, are you sort of happy with how the stable's travelling at the moment? Uh, yes, you know, I mean, yeah, we've had, a, I think we've had about four seconds since our last winner, so we've been on the door a bit um, in recent weeks. But, um, yeah, look, they're racing pretty consistently, Miles. It's, um, you know, you, you have your ebbs and flows, as every trainer does. But, um, yeah, we're, we're going along okay, I think. John, how do you find, I like to ask all the trainers when they come on, how do you find this time of year um, racing in South Australia and sort of trying to find and pick tracks that suit? I know we go to Murray Bridge uh, today where... Uh, look, you know, the track's probably going to come up better than most. I mean, Strathalbyn during the week, it's, it's pretty ordinary. I mean, Parks last week played fair for a Parks track. But how do you find it at the moment with picking tracks and sort of heavy decks, softer decks? How do you personally go about it? Um, I don't like the early mornings when it's wet and windy and cold, I can assure <laughs> you. But when it comes to tracks, um, yeah, look, at you try, I suppose, as much as you can to identify which of your horses uh, are, are, are in slow to heavy ground and we sort of think we've got a, a handful of horses that we do know have proven they can handle it so you try to get them up and up and about ready to kick off right at this time of year so um and then you've just got to obviously find tracks to suit horses you've got to also you know got to find the right ratings races over the right distances so um you know it's a yeah it's a pretty exact science you know placing horses this time of year but um yeah, the important thing is basically trying to get your wet trackers up and going and um you know playing into their strengths but um yeah, it's uh, you know, and then, then obviously you get ones that so they don't handle it. So you know, if you you know, they're obviously not much good to you this time of year. So 
yeah, that's probably most important. Is identifying the ones that do handle any sort of ground and um, yeah, try and you know um, get full benefit of that ability. John, uh, we do talk about your stable being a bit of a boutique stable and you seem to really try and concentrate on the metropolitan runners and trying to get that sort of um, the horses that can compete all the time in that sort of top races. Um, I just want to ask you about your apprentice, Angus Chung, as well. I see, um, I was just looking on some stats and how many rides he's had for you and how many wins he's had for you. He's had a really good season riding for you and um, just wonder if you can tell, tell us a little bit about him. Um, and I believe he is going back to Hong Kong now. Is that correct? Yes, that's um, now that was always obviously part of the deal. We've only got them for a relatively short time, but we've had Angus for just over two years, which has been, um, you know, it's been a great benefit to us because he's, um, you know, he's been a really good asset to our team. He's a, you know, just a, a great young bloke to have around. He's very, you know, a very personable young man, and um, and look, he's been a great work rider. You know, he's, it's, you know, as you know, Claire, getting your horses work in the morning, getting them work properly is. Um, a very big part of a you know, trainer's operation and having Angus um, with us for the last couple of years, working our horses and particularly young horses and, and educating them. He's been a, a terrific asset for us. And and, and it's you know, better still, he's also been a very good race jockey for us. So, um, um, you know, um, being able to you know, use him on race day and, and get a three kilo discount when he's on, he's, he rides as well as in my opinion, he rides, you know, as well as a lot of our seniors, uh, and um, they get a three kilo discount every time he's on. And he's riding horses that he knows inside out because he's riding them track work. So, you know, they're a, you know if you've got a kid like him, he's a good asset, we're going to miss him. Well, Ed, the stats back him up too. Seventh on the Metro um, Premiership. He's also, what's he there, fifth on the Provincial one. He's striking over 10% with both of them. Can you just tell us about him, um, about sort of maybe the styles and what he does a little bit differently to others? I, I, I noticed that that he can sort of sit and wait. He seems to make good decisions, but he's also vigorous. He seems to sort of get horses to be able to wake up but keep them balanced at the same time. Yes, Mark, he's pretty much a complete package. You know, he um, he, he thinks his races very, through very thoroughly before he goes out there. He doesn't just go out and ad-lib. You know, he's, he does a lot of um, form study. And I, I think he's had a lot of help from Felix... Um, um, Kutsi um, from you know, uh, Hong Kong, ex-South African champion jockey. He's, um, he's he has a lot of in, input into Oscar's um, riding, and he reviews his races with him. And I think he's been a good asset in helping you know teach Angus to you know plan his races. And um, sorry, I have to just call you out there. I love that you just called him Oscar. He's like Angus is like your son, isn't he? <laughs> Did I call him off? Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that just goes to show how well um, you, that you, you've actually had a long list of apprentices who have come through your stable and have gone really well. Um, yeah, so it just goes to show how much care like the small stables do. And obviously you're being an ex-jockey yourself, I think it really is a benefit. Um, yeah, I don't want to focus just on But This is a leading question because you know that Angus is riding Munster. Yeah, Angus is riding one for me, John. I was just trying to find out a few things. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to hear. Well, it is good to hear because I'm more on a side and you guys have ridden and whatnot, but it's good to hear that, that sometimes you do query as to how much prep has been put into a race by a jockey and sometimes you feel like they've just gone and jumped on and gone for a a turn, but you you want jockeys to do the homework and and work out what's going to happen in the race. I, I I really rate him, John. How good could you see him getting? I mean, we've seen um, the Poon train's gone back. Um, Jackie Chan's gone back there. He's riding well too in Hong Kong. How good could he be? Uh, it's, you know, it's probably always a bit. You're always a bit hesitant to. It's like young horses, Miles. You don't like putting huge big reps on young horses because they can. Easy. The minute you do, they bloody they can go backwards very quickly. But so you know, it's a little bit the same with the young jockeys. I mean, look. 
he's still got to keep working. He's still got to keep focused. He's got to keep you know the right attitude right through. You know, it gets harder when you get to Hong Kong. You're riding against some elite, you know, world class jockeys. So he's got to keep improving, and that's it. He's just got the attitude where I think he will because he's he's almost a bit harsh on himself sometimes when when he when he gets beaten on horses. He he can sometimes you know just um, be a little bit over analytical about his rides and think you know yeah. Um, so, you know, that's probably a good thing is that he wants to keep getting better and wants to keep improving. And um, he's got the natural talent. Um, so, you know, um, with the right sort of support when he goes back to Hong Kong, um, I can see him continue to improve. And, yeah, look, you know, the world's at his feet if he, if he just maintains the attitude he's got right now. Um, he's, he's, he's quite, well, he's very light, so that I don't think weight's going to be an issue. So that's certainly a big tip. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got, got the temperament for it and um, he, he wants to keep getting better. So, yeah, you know, the sky's the limit, really. I'm looking forward to following him in Hong Kong. Another young up-and-coming, going back to your horses now, is a Seagull. Can we ask um, how he went? He won really well at Murray Bridge um, a couple of weeks ago and uh, how he did he pull up from there and where do you think he's going to go, the two-year-old? Uh, yeah, he just sort of um, it turned up out of the blue, that horse. He, he was previously with Chris, Chris Weller in Sydney, of course, and... Um, he actually had a couple of runs in Victoria too, but no, he'd had a uh, number of runs. He was running in Mile Maidens, and he'd been placed in a few, but um, he'd had one run here with another trainer. Um, I don't really know what um, what the story was, but he had one run here, and, and he was basically eased out of the race, so I, I, I dare say there must have been some issue with him at the time. And Anyway, just through a friend of mine, he, he, um, the owner, um, Gary Buckley, asked me to take him and give him a go, and... Yeah, we just, you know, we just found, you know, the minute he, he came here, he, he blended in well, and he's, you know, as soon as we stepped into work up, he gallops were very good, and he had a nice first up win for us at Murray Bridge, and um, he did run there again on the Monday the other day, Claire, and yeah, probably he missed the kick a bit, which didn't probably put him on the back foot a bit from the get. Yeah, look, he, he only beaten about three lengths. I was slightly disappointed in him second up, but um, yeah, but obviously going as you know, going from a maiden to the next level, it's bloody hard sometimes to, you know, um, to not many horses actually do win their next start after winning their maiden. So, um, yeah, it's a forgivable run. But, yeah, I think we can sort of, um, you know, place him to advantage and win a few races with him during the off-season. Another one I want to talk about, John, how's Smoke and Val? Uh, it just didn't really come up last pet miles. We, um, she, uh, last autumn of last year, she raced very well in some good company around some um, very good horses, you know. She, she had good form against horses like Instant Celebrity and Bo Rosser, and was you know really trading blows with, with that level of horse. Um, then she had a couple of runs in Melbourne during the spring. Didn't really go right over there. She came back and had a good win here. Then we put her aside for the autumn, just gone where we thought you know we were hoping race a lot of the proud mistakes and um, a couple of other races could have been within her. Well, we had every reason to think those races would be within her grasp. Hit her straps. Just to, you know, she wasn't running terribly badly. She wasn't getting beaten big margins, but she just wasn't nailing it, you know. And um, so, yeah, we, you know, we persevered and she ended up running in a couple of listed races. And without being disgraced, she just didn't hit her best form. And um, so, yes, yeah, we couldn't find a single thing wrong with it. You know, she ticked every box of blood counts were always spot on, and she was eating well, she was working well, looked great, but just wasn't racing at her best for reading something she could probably tell us. So we just, yeah, just had to pull up stumps and. Be back in the paddock, and we'll we'll try again, you know, a little later on the year, so we can just reignite um, what was missing somehow. Beautiful. Let's go into your runners at Murray Bridge today, and I'll uh, I'll stick to the first couple here. I want to talk about this two-year-old chestnut filly, 
uh, by Free Eagle uh, on debut here, Bugatti Gold. I see uh, there's a few people in the ownership that I recognise there. Um, what just uh, just a couple of jump outs before going uh, and, and debuting? Have you got this horse ready, fresh? She's ready to run. Um, I, I think I found a nice difficult race for it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Not a big field, but a, I know it's a top of but um, yeah, it could be a good little race, I think. But um, I just haven't got many others. Look, she's ready to run. She's had, a, she's had a two or three jump outs. She's ready to run. But yeah, look, ideally, I'd love to have found a little two year old provincial race. Would have been just a nice um, target for her first up. But there just isn't one for another couple of weeks at least. So yeah, look, she's ready to run. The race is on. We'll, we'll go there and throw her in the deep end a little bit. But um, I think this race is in her. She's a very, she's got a bit of attitude. Like she's, um, but she tricks up her sleeve. But um, she's, um, she can gallop and she's very competitive. Not only is she the most talented horse in the stud, but very, she's a real competitive little thing. So she might just go out there and really go up for the fight. So um, yeah, big interesting to see how she goes. But yeah, I don't think she's ready to win. But um, yeah, I don't think she would disgrace herself either. Uh, let's have a look at Sameson uh, here in race number three. This is an interesting little horse because it's. A pretty good little record. Seven starts, one win, a couple of seconds, and a third. If you go back through some of these races, um, what went under to at Murray Bridge uh, in January to Kasami, then ran third behind Water into Wine and Fox Jeb. Water into Wine subsequently comes out, runs in Adami. Fox Jeb has then run on. Then you ran second behind Fox Jeb again in a 62. Um, came out and won one, beat Lockdown Sally, who there are a little bit of raps on, and then went to Morfittville again on the 26th of February, and it was only 2.7 uh, links off Manhattan Times, which has then come out and run super a little bit later. Horse does it on speed. Um, first up, though, it, can this horse surprise first up? Do you reckon fresh? Uh, because it looks like the horse has got sort of a you know average or above average ability, I think, r- running behind some really good ones. Yeah, form lines, you know, as you say, just um, reads quite well now. She, um, she um, yeah. She, um, she first up last prep we ran her at Balaclava on a pretty average track and um, and she did a lot wrong. She hung really badly and, and yeah, did a lot wrong. Then second up we went straight with the blinkers and she improved immediately and, and every run you know, really competitive and very gutsy, you know. She um she really toughed her races out and which I like and um and she ended up getting that win here in uh, a very strong well, I think it was a quite a strong maiden that she won and then she had one more starter to stay behind um, Manhattan Times. I forgot it was him that actually won the race until I looked at the form uh, yesterday. <laughs> um, she, had, she had a really hard run that day. She couldn't get in and she got over racing and ended up basically hitting the front before the home turn, which out of track at Morfield was a suicide. And she, but she, you know, for the horse, it was probably the end of her tether too. She, um, she battled on really well and um, done the last little bit. She tired. And, um, yeah, so she's obviously had a break after that. And she's back and... Um, yeah, um, I think there was some mention made of the lack of first up form, but I, you know, sometimes that can be very circumstantial. Like her first career run, um, she was very raw and basically went to the races for education and ran about fifth, and then we tipped her out, brought her back, and as I say, things went wrong for her first up at Bella Club last prep, and you know, straight away they get this sort of a bit of a thing, oh, she's got no first up form, but every prep's different, and you know, she got a pretty good prep for this race. And, um, it's a strong little race, so again, she just had some talent in this. Lineup, so um, so yeah, it'll be a test for her. But yeah, I don't forget Lefty behind. She's a gutsy little thing, and she gets him out of the way. She's drawn well, and and every time she ran, she, she's had a dip. So um, yeah, she yeah, she might just surprise people. Beautiful race race five. Uh, they've got the top eight here. Left hand man Angus Chung taking the claim. Uh, this is right in the market here on, on a very good run last start and a bit of a talk about trying circumstances. It was raining that day and just got nutted on the line by a fast finishing jokery out. Who wide. loves it wet? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
how's he going? And, and this race looks right up his alley here. And uh, how, how are you going to ask Angus to ride it from that little bit awkward draw? Oh, uh, yeah, look, he's, he's not a hard horse to ride, Claire. He's, he, he can, he's, one of, he's actually led and one. He's come from just off the speed and one. He's come from last and one. You can ride him on it. However, in nature, on a, on a given day. Um, but, yeah, look, you know, probably, you know, softest track. We'll probably roll forward. He, he, he's a very good beginner. He normally just puts himself there. So maybe by that stage of the day, they'll be, you know, you won't need to be, um, they might be sitting a couple off the fence. So if he's stuck a little bit wide, you know, that won't be the end of the world. And, yeah, we'll just, you know, um, there won't be any strict instructions. He knows always pretty well now. So he'll, um, yeah, he'll just roll forward, find a spot somewhere, just off the speed somewhere and, and, and um, yeah, he's a very consistent old horse, so he'll uh, he'll, he'll be there when the whips are cracking, I'm sure. And race six, self-sufficient. Um, yeah, he when he he won his, um, he's, he's run some really good races as a younger horse, and but could do a lot wrong. And then we brought him back, um, and he, he came out when he's made and really, really impressively. And I remember um, horse Tony McAvoy's was a very short price favourite, run second, and we beat it clearly by three or four lengths. And Tony actually asked me after the race all about him. He said, he said, I thought mine was just a, you know, over the line. He's just a very smart horse. And he, he was really impressed with how well mine had won. And he was asking all about him. And um, he, look, he actually bled his next start at uh, Morphville. And um, so I had to stick him out and start again. And yeah, his last prep again, like that other fellas was talking about, he, he was running okay without, you know, without really smashing it, you know, without getting beaten two, two and a half lengths. But... Um, but, yeah, just wasn't really nailing it. So, yeah, after a handful of runs, we just looked at There's nothing seemed to be wrong with him. We just thought we'd just pull up stumps and get him back and try again. So he's uh, he's trolled well leading into this and um, that handles a bit of soft ground. So, yeah, he can certainly be competitive. Johnny, before we let you go, mate, for the punters, uh, your best for the day at Murray Bridge? Uh, I've got to go with the old favourite left-hand man. He's um, he, he always goes out and has a, has a red-hot dip and um, yeah, a bit of a stable favourite. And, yeah, I'd be love, love to see him in another one. Best of luck uh, today, mate. I'm sure they'll run well. Looking forward to watching Sameson run around at a big price. I reckon you're a good chance there, mate. Love having the chat to you, and we'll chat again soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. No problem. John O'Connor there uh, with his runners for the day. Claire, have to jump to a break desperately. On the other side of this, we're going to run through the card on the SA Betfair Edge, which obviously will be crowned king of Ascot. Lay or back them on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge, uh, which obviously will be crowned king of Ascot. I'm just going to have a little nibble on Artorias, I think. Uh, back or lay them on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Claire Bear, that time of the show where we jump to the card. Who better than a bloke dude? Well, tore it up with me last week. His name is Lockie Mosley. Joins us. Hey, Lock. Hey, how are we guys? A good week. Last weekend with Outlaws Revenge and Ooh. Unlaced and things like that. Fighting so we McLaren. Had a good luck with the punkers. Yeah, yeah, we had a nice one, didn't we? Hope the listeners followed us in. Now, now we've got the queen of the wet tracks. Uh, we've got her back too. Just imagine if she was here as well, because she would pretty much declared no name lane. So we would have had a bigger fill, but let's have it again today at Murray Bridge. We're going to go straight into it, team. And at Murray Bridge, well, we rail back to the true position. We've already discussed that. We're going to race number one. And this is one of my better bets of the day, straight up in race one. I can't cop this price about Star Hills. Absolutely no way. That is way, way too short. But you know what's not too short? Calypso Rain. Sophie Logan, David Jolly, one of my better bets of the day to win this. 
Um, I'm not betting in this race. I actually have the uh, the other way around. Star Hills, yes, the price is a little bit too short, but um, it was a pretty dominant winner here last start, um, and it seems to be go. It seems to go its best when um, Stubby's on it. Likes this thing out of the track. Um, Calipterain into second, three-time winner from five starts here. Can't knock that. LA Boom, disappointing last start, but obviously its best is good enough. And Omaru Al, um, big, big price, but it is five wins from nine starts first up. So a bit of, bit of, mul- um, bit of each-way value for the multiples. I'm with number one, Clipso Rain here. I think it could win, but I agree it's probably a little bit short for me. Um, so for a bit of value, I'm going to back Omaru Al, number five. Although there's no third-place dividend, so hopefully he can sneak second. Sneak second. Let's go to race number two. Uh, this is an interesting little race, this. Tessa Law, the favourite, and really short. I'm against it here. I'm with Joyrider from the Freemans and Toddy Panel. Oh, I think this horse will, uh, will run extremely well here. Those Flemington jumpouts. I made sure I went back and watched them. They look nice. I think the horse will be up on speed. This is a schnitzel in the James Heron uh, blood colours. $800,000 purchase this horse. They'll place this thing to try and win uh, first up. So I've got Joyrider on top to beat um, Test the Law. And then I think Zoo Sensation will run third. Uh, yeah, I like Zoo Sensation's uh, jump out. I don't want to back it, though. And I don't want to back Test the Law either. Good winner but it's much too short in the market. There's uh, one that I'm going to nibble at, but not too big, and that's number five, Cool the Jets. Um, it raced against Tesla Law last start, and Tesla Law smashed it. It was four lengths behind, but it actually didn't have a great deal of luck in the straight, and it gets a five-kilo weight swing on it. So if you want to sort of play early and have something small each way, um, Cool the Jets looks the roughy in the race. Other than that, um, yeah, not too interested. Cool the Jets is out of Rax McLaren too, which like the wet, so uh, should handle the wet track there. I'm with Zoo Sensation, uh, Baron Vorster, Leon and Troy Corsons. I just think that they generally, when they bring their horses over here, uh, they know what they're doing. I agree with what you're saying about Joyrider, though. Obviously, Todd, Todd Panel with the booking there is one of, one of the leading riders. So uh, probably three and four are the ones I'm looking at, but I'm going with number four. Race number three over the 1,000, benchmark 68. Keep reading is your favourite and can win this race too, but there's heaps of value here to be had as well. I think Bajan Bell's not without a hope either. I really like the win of it uh, on uh, debut, and it looks like it handles the sting out of the ground. Uh, Sameson for John O'Connor. Like I said, this horse has got form around Manhattan times. Um, um, like when we spoke to John, it's not the worst either when it gets in really lightly at the weights here at $26. So for Peter Moody has to be respected and totally discreet. This is a wide open, this. Um, but look, same center Bajan Bell, they're way, way overs. Keep reading, though, you have to have on top, I think, Locke. Um, I'm going to give Totally Discreet another go. I picked it first up, and it just didn't seem tied down enough to win the race. Like, it sort of wobbled in the straight, but it kept coming and it ducked in under pressure, but it still sort of fought out the finish. Um, it's drawn well here. Second up, it should be fitter. And just notice that Jason Holder actually rode Bayesian Bell last start for that dominant win, but he's decided to stick with totally discreet. So I think that's a bit of a push. Um, Jarzeeb into second. Um, races really, really well here. Um, ultra consistent. Good two kilo claim. Keep reading. Obviously, the favourite um, is going to be thereabouts. And yeah, I agree with you, Miles. I think Sainsin represents um, some good rough value too. I'm not a fan of Totally Discreet, although obviously it does deserve to be always in the market. Um, it's very consistent. I'm a big fan of Keep Reading, uh, Todd Panel, first up for Richard and Chantel Jolly. I mean, they're not doing anything wrong at all, that, that sort of combination. Jake Toroke is riding over at Flemington today, so just um, if anyone's wondering why Jake's not riding it, he's off to ride Kasseri over there. Um, Gloved, I thought, was some chance number nine as well. Uh, has Did have a jump out during the week, which went really well. I agree with what you're saying about Jarzeeb. Um, but 
tough race to come up with. There's quite a few numbers. I think same son uh, talking to Angus, um, not talking, to, talking to John O'Connor and Angus riding um, some chance, but I'm going with keep reading number one. Race number four on the card over the 1200. Uh, wide open this, I think. There's been a huge go for Hello Ladies, and I like seeing big goes for the Shane Cahill runners. Baron Vorster aboard, one well at Mount Gambier, comes up to Morfittville, ran fifth, 1.8 links off Rushway Lad and Calypso Rain. If you see Calypso Rain bolting in the first, I think you've got to probably be a little bit more confident on Hello Ladies. Three tiers, not without a hope here either. I think that's every chance in the race. Also, Castle of Kings, I'm not ignoring. Then Lumber Punk and Red Red Wine, wide open. They're all my numbers in an early quarter. You're going to be all of those, but three tiers and Hello Ladies, my top two. Yeah, I, I agree, Miles. I like what I saw from Hello Ladies last start. It caught the eye when it was just too far back. Um, and it just came home hard when it was all over for that fifth. It draws a more economical run. Um, the, the money early suggests that it's going to be right in the finish, and Vorst is a good booking. So I, I think that represents pretty good value. That can go on top. So say Angel was pretty good last start, um, worked home well for second. It's racing really well, this preparation, and it gets a really nice run in transit. Three Tears is another one that's forever around the mark, and it does go well at Murray Bridge. So I have got... Um, Hello Ladies, So Say Angel, Three Tears and Castle of Kings in for fourth. Uh, they're my numbers as well. I've been waiting to back Three Tears, but seeing Hello Ladies last run as well is probably, I'm tossing up between those two. Um, so just be different. I'll go Three Tears. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one I didn't mind was Red Red Wine. Um, Sophie Logan takes the claim. It's back in trip, but Shane Eden bring them across. Normally knows what he's doing as well. So Say Angel, some chance. Uh, race number five on the card over the 1400 BM78. Uh, all the horses up the top here. The ones down the bottom, I don't think, uh, are any hope. Uh, Left-hand man, uh, Lakes Folly, Solar Gale. And if I leave Jar Mint out of my quaddy numbers and it wins, I just can't catch his horse. I know it's won its last two, so I'm not going to leave it out of my quaddy. But gee whiz, if it wins three in a row, uh, we get Garrett Lynch off, I'll take my hat off. Because just a horse I've never been able to uh, to catch. But... Left-hand man, a solar gale is not the worst here second up. Lakes Folly isn't either. I think Hickmont's got a mortgage on a couple of these. They're going to be the main three to play, Lock. Um, I see it a little bit differently. I've been in this horse's corner for a while now, and it's let me down a little bit, and that's number seven, Agulette. It just it, it looked all over a winner last start. It was bolting in the run, and then Maggie Collett went for a run, and she ducked in, and the horse just took a hold of her a little bit. Um, it just doesn't look like an apprentice's horse, so I'm glad that they've got Baron Vorster on this time. I think this horse can finally show its best on a uh, on a wider track. So I've got Aguilette on top. Uh, we're going to put Tong's Eye Boss in uh, for second. That raced pretty well over at Mildura last start. Um, eye-catching six. It's best is over this 1,400-metre trip. Zula um, started big odds first up, but it's flooded home for fourth. Um, gets out to a suitable trip. And Jappery down the bottom. Patrick Payne places him quite well when he comes over to, to Adelaide. Uh, I'm with number one left-hand man. I really hope this wins for Angus Chung and John O'Connor. It's knocking on the door, door deserves to win. Um, Lakes Folly is the other one I'm liking, the booking of Kayla Crowther there. Hearing from Michael Hitman in the past, he just says this horse sometimes can play a little bit, bit of a mental game and having a different rider sometimes can just help with that. Again, I agree with you, Miles, not leaving out number three, Jarmy. I can't leave it out again. Horse, but um, going with number one. And the other one that you mentioned as well, Locke, was Zula. I thought he's up to, to a decent trip from a bit of value. But yeah, Nagulet, I could probably agree if it does find its form from behind another award, it can win. But I'm with number one. Race six of the thousand, benchmark 60. Uh, Hanabi first up in some support too. Got Hanabi on top. Sidearms, probably my second pick, uh, not to be ignored. And then the 13, My Ruby for the Francis and Glen Kent team. Baron Vorster goes on board. Uh, look, 
Ignore the last run, but if you go back to the Morfittville run before that behind Sunny Green and Kasami, I didn't think it was too bad. Before that at Mildura over the 1,000, I thought it was a bit short. Beaten by General Mint. Um, look, probably really pretty keen uh, on Hanabi here uh, overall, Locke. Uh, yeah, I agree with the the My Ruby thing. I think it represents good value. It was just way too far back last start, and it just really it, it ran ninth, but it was a pretty close up ninth, and it was it's drawn for an easier run here. Once again, Borster takes over, so that's a that's a positive with the with the good gate with the good gate. Um, I got Kishtar in there for second. It was making some uh, good ground in that same race as My Ruby. Uh, looks ready to peak third up, and it's uh, very well treated at the weights. Obviously, you can't knock Fanabi. It's a 12-length trial winner. Um, Crowder-Stokes combination works. That's going to give a great side out in front. And state of class for Paul Rock and Campbell Ruilla. Paul Rock places him well when he brings them over to South Australia. I'm seeing it the same as well. Um, Kishtar, I do like it as it's um, for value, with Ellis Wong taking the claim for Gary Nicole and Brianna. Um, it has won at the track before and does does handle the soft ground. Um, Ophel Geronimo, which I was on last start, hasn't got second up form, so I was going to leave that alone today. Um, Sidearm was the other one I liked, and My Ruby is the one I liked as well. But, yeah, hard to take on the favourite here, number four, but hasn't won first up before. So for a bit of value, I'm looking around there and probably going to go with Sidearm and Kishtar for a bit of value. Race seven over the 2000 BM68. Guess where I'm going? I'm going with the Lord Booze. Number three out of gate 11, Angus Chung. It's a claim in nicely. Think he's ready to go here. Uh, look, run at the parks last time. Ishi Bansan, Aussie Sejuni's five links off him in a 68, but I don't think he had a great time of it. Wide open this with $6.50 the field. So numbers are going to be Lord Boozer on Ishi Bansan, King of Pharaohs, Koi Hoi, Mystery Island, and don't leave this out of your quaddy, the 19 understatement. Dominant here, two back. Uh, gets in with 54 kilos. Kayla Crowther doesn't mind the sting out of the deck. Uh, and I think that can run a drum wide open in the quaddy, but I've got the booze each way on top at eight bucks. Yeah, there's been good money for understatement at a bit of a price. Um, so, yeah, you can follow that one in. It's just an absolute pin job. How do you figure this one out? On Wednesday, the favourite opened at eight to one. Yeah, I just yeah, I just don't know. I don't know what to do here, so I'm not betting. But um, yeah, Aussie Sojourn was pretty good last start. Didn't have much luck behind Itchy Bansan. Um, those two can fight out the finish if they want. King of Pharaohs has always been around the mark, and Perfect Illusion number fourteen. Uh, three runs this campaign. It's just working its way up to this distance and working into a bit of form. So that might be the the bolter with a nice barrier, but leave me out of this one. Itchy Bansan will win this number four. It's run two back at Murray Bridge was um, just a nice, quiet run looking for further. Um, showed that in a, its win last start over the parks track, and I think it's only going to get better over further. So, yeah, number four, which you bounce on. Race number eight on the card over the 1,200, benchmark 68. Look out, the big boy's back. Angus Chung goes on board. He gets a claim. He's got 63 kilos. It's sort of carry him out in here. Uh, but he does love this track. Um, he was in the wrong lane, I think, last time. So I think this will suit him better. He's drawn a little bit wider, which means that you can probably find the middle of the track later in the day and be exposed late. Um, I think it's a three-horse race. Agrimony's got to be respected. So you can as well. And look, in South Parade, I'd throw in there as well. I don't really like any of the others. Uh, it's going to be those four for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, not overly keen on mine and or any of them, to be perfectly honest. One last chance for Pim's party. <clears throat> um, it finally got... Uh, finally got into the right part of the track last start and it just rocketed home for third. Um, it, it just gets so far back in its runs, which is its problem. But um, 
Murray Bridge, big, long straights. So so Pim's party has the ability to win. Um, South Parade, uh, good first start run. And then last start down the Flemington straight, it was just in the wrong spot and it just wobbled and just got lost. But it actually stuck on well. So uh, that one can go in for second. Your boy, a Munster, will be thereabouts. It was pretty good last start in the wrong part of the track. It's a massive dropping grade for it, and it's got a nice three-kilo claim. So don't worry too much about that 60 kilos miles. And so you can, um, had a torrid run last start, is going better than form suggests. That can go in for fourth. Race eight will know whether the inside or the outside is the place mm. to be, and that will probably dictate whether you back Munster or not. But I think he can win this race, Miles. Um, Pem's party, so you can, Agrimony, obviously all sort of the same, that sort of same kind of race. Um, and how do you see that sort of lining up? Pim's party is drawn inside, and that sort of, if it's ordinary in there by race race twelve, uh, race eight over the twelve hundred, it, it it might be sort of that's when you want to go on the monster. So that's what I'm looking at. So you can uh, you can probably say that it was caught wide and deep last start, but I'm not sure whether it might be just looking for it a little bit further now. Um, that's just my opinion. Looking at, at looking at it, watching Montine, I thought was one that you might want to have a little bit of something on first up for Stuart Padman. Um, it doesn't mind a bit of sting out of the ground as well. So, an agrimony, it's hard to know exactly where that's going, but I'm actually going with Munster. Yeah, I like it, Claire Bear. Well done. Uh, race number nine over the 1400 BM64. Uh, back to the well, Big Sue. Uh, look, had a little freshen up this horse. Uh, look, the last run, Tubby Two Tracks, Prince of Fences. Only four links off him in that 64. Didn't have much joy. Before that, though, it won at Morfittville over the 1600, beating Ambidazzle, got a bit of time for, uh, and then was third in behind Fox Dior and Ambidazzle to start before that. This is a nice horse, this. I think the little freshen up will help, um, and uh, we're getting a decent price. Look, if you want to put some others in there, down the bottom here, um, oh, they've both been rubbed out. Well, there you go. En Francais and Stars on Gary, and the other one is Next Dimension. So, look, I had four horses. Two of them have been scratched, so uh, big Sue all day for me, Lock. Uh, best each way the best each way bet of the day is number one next dimension um, decimated by scratchings this race this horse opened about eighteen nineteen bucks but it's into about eight or nine now um, zero luck last start the Callum Murray singly had an absolute lap for a horse and he just couldn't get going and he kept running into the fence and he kept running up backsides and it went through the line with absolutely a lapful, so I'm having that one on top. Two kilo claim, drops in grade. Paula Tremlis stable's going pretty well, so that one can go on top. Uh, Big Sue, Jean Valjean, and Sunny Green in for the numbers after scratchings. Uh, yeah, I think this is a little bit open for some value as well. I do like Big Sue, agree with you. Um, you can never leave out Daryl's horses when he brings them across these races. No. I don't mind number seven short stories. It had actually not a bad jump out during the week. Um, I just think that it might be sort of looking for that 1,400 metres uh, has the claim. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think that's one at a bit of value. And also, again, Strawberry 1, number 14, had teach. So just have a look at how it's playing by the last race. Um, it did win at Murray Bridge there. So it's one, at, <laughs> one to sort of include with some of those sort of multiples and big numbers. teach is like, get out of the way for me. I just can't ever. I just can't ever. It's like Rich, get out of the way and Harteach are all in the same boat. Hey, uh, that's the card done. Uh, let's go to a break. On the other side of this, we'll come back with our best values and lays of the day. Miles Fitzner, clearly not Lockie Mosley. On the SA Betfair Edge, all thanks to Betfair, which Aussie will be crowned king of Ascot. Lay or back him on the fair, gamble responsibly. The SA Betfair Edge with Claire Lindop and Miles Fitzner for Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival is heating up. Find
Find better odds on Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the SA Betfair Edge. Miles Fitzner, Cleveland Dop, Lockie Mosley with you for our best values and lays of the day. Thanks to Betfair. The Queensland Winter Carnival. It's heating up. Well, it's heated up and uh, it's nearly over. But the Ipswich Cup, uh, Lord uh, Bartholomew D should win it. It's still on today, but get it on the fair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Righto, best value and lay time team. Lockie, kick us away, sir. We're going to go best bet, but we're going to ignore some short ones today. We're going to go race nine, number one, next dimension. I think if you back that one win times two places, represents good value. No luck last start. Nice two kilo claim. Our next best is race four, number eight, Hello Ladies. Uh, Just got too far back, but it was a real eye catcher. There's been good market support for it. Our roughy is race two, number one, Cool the Jets. Uh, didn't have much luck versus Tesla or the favourite. Gets a five kilo swing, has race experience on its side. So back that each way. Hopefully it runs top two for you. And we're going to lay race eight, number six, Argamoni. Good winner last start, but it has to carry a couple extra kilos versus a couple that were behind it. And it just got the easiest run in the world. So I think from barrier 10 or 11, wherever it is, it's just going to have a bit of a tougher run and it might be vulnerable in the straight. At my best at Murray Bridge is going to come up in race seven, number four, Ichiban San. Jay Holder, Liam McDonald going quite well. Uh, look, I'm going to lay race four, number four, Castle of Kings. Ooh. Uh, I just think there's a couple of chances in that race, and one of them is Three Tears and Hello Ladies. Um, one of my values for the day is going to come up in race nine, number seven, Short Stories. Uh, and if it doesn't run there and goes to Mount Gambia, follow it there on Sunday. All righty. My best values and lays. Best of the day. Race one, number one, Calypso Rain, before the track goes to the absolute you-know-what. Um, I think it'll spank these. Absolutely spank them. Um, let's go to values. Race seven, number three, Lord Boozer on. He's right to go. He's overs here. $8 and $2.80. I think he's overs. And then uh, my other value is race nine at number three, uh, number six, Big Sue for Daryl Dodson. I think you're going to get about six or $7 about this. And it's each way all day uh, for me. Lay, dare I say it, race two, number two, test the law. Um, I think Joyrider, Sue Sensation, <coughs> excuse me, um, uh, they're going to beat this horse. Uh, I think it's just a false favourite coming off the last win at Murray Bridge there because I don't think it really beat a lot, uh, even though it won well in a maiden. But it's up against a different grade of Melbourne uh, debutante here. And uh, the South Australians will get sucked into the dollar eighty. not me. Hey, Lockie, uh, we'll chat again, mate. Same time, same place next week. No worries. Thanks, guys. And also, Miles, I'm with you. I'll be having some money on Artorias on our Sunday morning as well. Beautiful. Yeah, as will I. We'll chat again next week, my friend. Thanks, guys. See ya. Lockie Mosing there from winning edge investments and bet fair. Yes, Claire Bear. I was just going to say, uh, race five, number one, left-hand man, uh, John O'Connor gave it as his best and Angus Chung will be cheering for that. I didn't want to make it my best because I didn't want to put them on him. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, that one and Hello Ladies are the two others I'm with as well. That's all we've got time for. Claire, see you again next week. Yes, you'll see me here next week. <laughs> We'll be back in the Betfair Edge. <laughs> Thanks to the Queensland winner, Racing Carnival. Find better odds on Betfair and, as always, gamble responsibly. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.